Those who listen to the pod know that we are the bartenders because we have compared NBA teams to adult beverages in the past. But if I'm not mistaken, none of us have any actual bartending experience, right? I mean, I, I filled growlers at my old work, if that counts. You are more than qualified. Okay. <laughs> I think the best the best uh, qualification I have is figuring out that if you drink the bulb part of the of a Dr. Pepper and then fill the rest of that up with... with uh, seven dollar rum that that is a winning combination oh yeah that's about a, it a jordan coots classic right there oh yeah it applies to gatorade that's why they make the bulb it's it should be yeah. just a regular cylinder but they, they're trying to do you a favor uh yeah that's uh that's about all we got for for, for our experience it's a lot of uh a lot of makeshift stuff any any anything you've ever done that you're just like wow that was that was really good it was a complete accident I- I've been really into old fashions lately, so uh, I don't know. I've been, th- that's I've been one where I would those. order it because I just felt like saying it, but I have no idea what the contents are. It's basically <laughs> just like whiskey and and bitters. What are bitters? Let's let's get this out in the open here. Um, are I don't really flowers. I think they're flowers. No, it's like it's a liquid. It's kind of confusing because to me, bitters taste like kind of sweet instead of bitter. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird. Aren't they just, it's like condensed flavoring. Yeah, basically. Like, isn't it like a simple syrup, but with bitter flavors and condensed? Kind of, but it also has like alcohol in it. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. in the bitter itself? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. There's, yeah. Bo- there's probably like six people listening to this right now. Like, these guys are idiots. They don't know what bitters are. Yeah. Yeah, we've we've just talked about stuff out of our asses for the first four minutes. <laughs> more more to come, folks. More to come. Oh yeah. Um, all right, let's let's get to the the, the, the meaty nitty gritty part of today. We this is kind of our quarterly update. We talk a lot about basketball. We're gonna inject some some other stuff, some other sports into our conversation today. Um, talking about the the here and now of the NBA playoffs, and then also some some historical context stuff. So this should be a fun one. Um, we'll get right into it though. I wanted to just do a stock up, stock down. Like who is who has had a playoffs? We'll go teams, players, coaches, or whatever we want to do in that order. Uh, whose stock has risen and whose stock has fallen? Let's let's start with players. Actually, who whose stock is up since the playoffs have started, and who's who's done themselves some favors? Yeah, uh, um, I had a I had a tag team for this, and I I said New Orleans backcourt of Holiday and nice. Rice Rondo. That's a good one. They like yep. absolutely destroyed Portland, Cons- and they, they kind of have they kind of have their hands full this series. But they both played pretty well last night in the win, and I think they're going to need either one or both of those guys to have a chance moving forward against the Warriors again. Um, like Davis is obviously going to get his, but they're going to need something else from one of those guys. Rondo yeah. was unbelievable last night, twenty-one assists. Yeah, you you know you're doing well as a as a facilitator when you're when you're activating Ian Clark and you're ma- you're making yeah. you're making him better. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Considering where we were 14 months ago with with even just the sheer act of signing Rondo on top of giving Drew Holiday 30 million dollars a year, uh, those guys have have more than earned that. So yeah, I like that call. Definitely. Yep. 
Yeah, those were two of my top guys for sure. Um, some other guys who I had, uh, I think Joe Ingles has kind of made a name for himself yeah, in a lot of yeah. ways. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, he he's got some fight in him. I I loved when he was matched up with OKC and Paul George, kind of telling him what's what. He was uh, really and, getting the Aussie flag fly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a good player. Um, I I know they love him over there. Um, and it's good to see him kind of on the bigger stage rather than just Salt Lake get exposed to him because he's been good all year, but uh, playoffs he's he's done really well. Yeah. Um, Wasn't uh, he top five in three-pointers made during the regular season? That's completely possible. <laughs> I know he was up there. Let's let's have a yeah. bell for all the all the flagrant claims to stats that we don't know are true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and let's include what, what the hell are bitters in there. Uh, yeah, Joe Ingles has been huge. I think, uh, Caleb, you had texted us of, would you rather have Joe Ingles or Melo at this point? And that was way, yeah. that was way too easy of an answer. That was like, that yeah. was like, duh, Joe Ingles. Yeah. Seven yeah. ways to Sunday. Um, he, so it's a, a tidbit on Joe Ingles and just Australian culture in general. I, I manage an Instagram account for work and we, you know, like Instagram is such that people just fall like accounts just follow you hoping that you follow them back and see them and then they unfollow you and all that but we got one from uh it was like an australian phrases that was the account and it's just it's just an instagram account of phrases in australia and the most pertinent and best one by far of all of them and they're all great uh was one that just that says we're not we didn't come here to fuck spiders which is something that you say uh <laughs> as like what the hell are we doing here let's get down to business um, <laughs> and I, what a I ridiculous saying. Yeah, I, I'm like I've been saying words for you know going on 22 years here, and never, never came upon that one. Um, <laughs> trying to work that in. Uh, Jesus, Joe, Joe Ingles was 10th and made three pointers this year with 204. Ah. Wow, that's good. That is amazing. Pretty, yeah, uh, 44 shooting too. My my stock up guys there are a few of them um first being um since i'm out here terry rosier he has yep he has this special ability and i mean it's we've seen it in basketball for forever of just guys that play incredible at home and he he and td garden are just a, a perfect match um he's just been it, down the stretch of games he's open for three you know what's going in and and he's just come in perfectly for the Kyrie the situation that's going on uh, and then also Donovan Mitchell, who's getting his his yep. his kind of I don't know was it round four of of hype? Um, people the 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 game blouses dunk, leaning into that on social media was great. <laughs> um, and then I I just kept going and I was like let's check in on the rest of the Louisville backcourt guys. Russ Smith uh, was recently on a podcast and he said he called himself the Allen Iverson of China, which, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Peyton Siva. Um, my buddy Boy. Zach just found his Louisville jersey at a at a Goodwill in Seattle, but then also is crushing it in the Bundesliga, the German Basketball oh. Association. So, wow, uh, yeah, there we go, four for four on those those Louisville guards, all all killing. Nice, <laughs> love to hear it. Uh, uh, anyone else for for stock up before I give us an obvious one here? Uh, uh LeBron James. Yeah, go ahead, Caleb. <laughs> that was it. That was the one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I had God. I had Capella on there too. Yes, Clint Capella has yeah, been wonderful. Yeah, I think he's been he's been really good. So I, he's I threw been, him he in there. He's been to Gobert a little bit. He has, yeah. He's he's yeah. not afraid of Gobert whatsoever. 
And no, that, that has been no. – like, Gobert has still been playing well, but he's that's been one thing that's true. I saw the other day someone proposed the question of whether Chris Paul or Clint Capella had more to do with Houston's uh, rise this year. Huh. Yeah, and I thought that was interesting they even threw Capella in there. But, I mean, he's he really does anchor that team. I don't know how they would be without him, but he helps them a lot. Yeah, like if it was if it was just Tarek Black back there, I don't know if they're yeah. the one seed. But if no, but if, but no, if, if Pat not. Beverly was in Chris Paul's role, I think they might still be the one seed. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, they had a decent margin on Golden State, so. Huh. Interesting yeah. little th- thought exercise there. All right, who's who's uh, mm-hmm. whose stock is down? Um, we've already said his name, but uh, I think there's an obvious one here. Carmelo. Melo. Yeah. <laughs> Melo's stock is all the way He down. is so bad. He's so bad. The game yeah. passed him by that, so quickly. The contract is just... how that made. happens, people. Oklahoma City's head, like, I I think he would be crazy not to opt in to that deal, but well, I, I guess I we'll see what happens. A world where Melo's contract is such that he, he can opt in for $28 million this year. Which is about I don't know twenty seven and a half more than he is probably worth at this point. Um, <laughs> yeah. Probably. So yeah, that's yeah. just an insane situation. But it would be interesting to see what his open right open market price tag was. Uh, I think yeah. Dion Waiters is the only guy to do that and have it backfire recently, of not not opting in onto something like that and then getting less in the open market. If I'm not mistaken. Um. Yeah, but also like going to a team that gave him a chance. So yeah, that, it's it's worked yeah. out. Because he has the best, the best Players Tribune article of all time. Uh, <laughs> anyone, anyone else for stock down? Oh yeah, I, I had here. I had Demar Derozan mm. just because he's getting absolutely punked again. I, I don't think on. it's Derozan he's, as much as it is Lowry. I, I, I looked at I, their I, stats from this series though, and they're both like they're both kind of playing well, shooting above fifty percent, both of them. Yeah, there, I there's I mean, there's a lot of talk about DeRozan being like potential first team, and you know started in the All Star game this year. Everyone kind of thought he was the next up and coming big superstar, and it's like, dude, just show us show us something, him, especially today in Game Three. We're recording this on Saturday morning, but I mean, they have to do something today to get a win. Him and Lowry to me are guys in beer pong who. <laughs> hit the fir- they hit same cup like twice in the first round and then end up losing um that and but they're like high five in and like you know you feel you feel like they're gonna wax you because they come out so hot and then they they just don't um yeah that's that's how i feel about those guys uh my biggest guy for player down well i i kind of had i threw the whole blazers team in there just because <laughs> it was a terrible yeah. series but besides that, uh, Hassan Whiteside, dude, I, he didn't play. Yeah, that was such a bad showing. And then Pat Riley came out and said like he wasn't ready, and I don't even know like what that really meant. But like he had a terrible series. Yeah, I'm wondering kind of what they're gonna do with him this off season. Yeah, I mean his his whole thing is weird. I mean he's he's liking tweets from people saying like you know why didn't Hassan Whiteside play and and all this yeah. stuff like. And it's it's just it's not just an on the court issue because if it were right, yeah, I mean you can't tell me that he couldn't have used that that extra little bit of talent. Yeah, um, yeah, in that series, yeah, that's a weird one. Speaking of centers, he's not even playing, uh, but his team is 
Boogie, stock down. Yeah. Uh, for his team to be playing so well without him does not bode well for his his uh, his ability to get paid this offseason. Uh, he'll, he, yeah. It's going to be an interesting thing because he's there's only a few teams that have money, and he's he's a great individual player, but it's hard to make the argument that if you want to win, Boogie Cousins is the guy you need to be signing right now. Right. I, yeah. You need I, a I, you need a certain pairing with him. Mm-hmm. What were you saying, Caleb? Caleb? Oh, I was saying I think New Orleans is just going to roll the dice on him again, and maybe like a two or three year contract. Uh, I think he'd be happy to stay there, but yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. It's a very interesting situation, and we don't like we don't even know like what he's gonna be comes back either. Like, True, that's such a hard injury to come back from, especially for yeah. a big man. Uh, let's move on to teams. Uh, Jordan kind of got in on the on the Blazers there. Who's whose stock yeah. whose stock is down other than the team that just got foroed by uh, by an, I I realized the Blazers lost nine of their last ten games. And we're also the three yeah. seed, and and got swept. Yeah, they it was they it had was to bad. beat Utah. They yep. had to beat Utah in their last game of the year, and they kind of waxed them there. And then after that, it was all downhill. If they would have beat Utah, would they have been the five seed or the four seed? If they lost, they would have been. I think they would have flipped, so they would have been the five with you. So they would have been in Utah. No, they position. they had the advantage on OKC. They oh, on OKC. Do, yeah. Okay. Did they beat the Thunder? I don't I'm know. Say no. Yeah, I don't think so either. I'm saying no. The Thunder didn't yeah. play that horribly against Utah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. The Blazers uh, look terrible. And yeah. with not much hope, unless it's Zach Collins takes a massive leap uh, yeah. next season. Um, yeah, n- not, not, not great for the Blazers. I also had the Thunder because yeah. of that whole mellow situation. And the situation, the, the scenario I'm imagining is they pay twenty Melo twenty eight million dollars, and then he's forced to guard Jeremy Grant playing for some other team next year because they can't pay Jeremy Grant. Um, <laughs> he he is he averages like sixteen and nine for the Kings next year, um, and he's just getting roasted by them. That's 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 the doomsday situation for for the Thunder. And Paul George has also left. Um, it's it, it could be ugly. Actually, if Paul George leaves, they can they can pay Jeremy Grant. Which I think is what they need to do, um, but is Jeremy Grant really an answer though. Like, what's his ceiling? You know, if you're, I mean, if you've committed to Westbrook as he's gonna be our guy, you need guys like Jeremy Grant. Um, yeah, who can just pl- play uh, at that level of athleticism. But yeah, it's not, right. it's not, it's not a fix this situation type thing. No, it's not a replacement for Paul George. Yeah, yeah. Caleb, do you want to talk yep. about the the obvious stock down team that's that plays tonight? Oh, I, I had a different one. Okay. I mean, yeah, to, Toronto is – that's a mess. Um, I sent you, I think, some pretty uh, pretty harsh text messages about them the other night. But <laughs> my my main stock down, and it's kind of sad to say this, is, is the Spurs. I just don't know Ooh. what the future of that team is. Mm-hmm. Those young guys that they drafted I don't think have developed how they thought they were going to and. Then on top of all of that, the Kawhi thing is just an absolute mess. So, I mean, if they can, if they can flip Kawhi into maybe some young players and picks, like that definitely helps the situation. But as of right now, I don't, I don't know like what, where that team goes, especially with Ginobili and Parker probably being done. Yeah, uh, it, it. I was about to think maybe Popovich is also on his way out, but I think with the the, yeah, team, was, the team USA commitment that he's he's going to be coaching for a little bit more. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's they're they're in, they're in a they're in a very pivotal off season for sure. Uh, yeah, and yeah. and like, what what do they really do? Like, Paul George isn't going to go there. Like, Kawhi obviously doesn't want to be there. So there's not a whole lot that they can go out and try to do. Really, they got to keep Kawhi. Like, they got to find a way to keep him. I think it, th- there's hope for that because they they yeah. they they fixed a a broken bridge with Aldridge, um, yep. and now he's playing some of the best basketball of his career. I, it can be done. I don't. I don't think yeah. that this is this is completely untenable. Um, but it is super weird. Seventy million more dollars than anyone else can, right? Right. With right. Supermax yeah. next year. Yep. And they have every reason to do that um, yeah. because when you it's San Antonio and you have a homegrown star, that's that's the only way you're getting someone. Um, yeah, that rule is in place for teams like San Antonio. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yep. Um, all right. Stock up. Which which teams are are looking looking better than they did than they did entering the postseason? I would say the obvious answer is is Utah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. They're looking but good. I, my like real answer, I said is is Boston. Like I honestly at this point, it's an embarrassment of riches. Like I don't know what they do next year with Kyrie and and. Hayward, like they have so many guys that are playing well right now, and then to add both of those guys in next year, like it's going to be right. insane. I almost forgot about Hayward. Like, <laughs> right, like they just have so many wings, like playing at a high level. Almost forgot that he even existed on that team. Uh, next time you guys watch Boston, help me out here because I want to count the number of times Marcus Morris passes in a game. It's phenomenal. Like he gets he gets the ball and there is no doubt about what he's doing. He, he'll give it up on a wide open lob or something every once in a while. But in the half court, if he gets the ball with like under nine seconds on the on the shot clock, those nine seconds are his. Like and he he is he's he has been told that and knows it and and that's just the the additional strategic genius of Brad Stevens is to let um is is to to let Marcus Morris. If you're gonna go get a guy like Marcus Morris, don't make him be anything other than than what he's good at. Last thing I'll say about the Celtics is they might have blown the Gershon Yabuselli pick. Straight up. 16th overall pick. Don't really know what you're getting out of him. Um, may, maybe they're just so deep that they don't need him, but they might have blown yeah. that pick, and it doesn't matter whatsoever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't I, I don't think it matters, honestly, at this point. But What do you think they're going to do with Smart and Rozier? I think you let Smart go. Um, yeah. It's... it's it's just going to be hard to get him on the floor next year. And yeah, I mean, the, the, someone, someone will pay him more than, than their, than their threshold. And that's just how it's going to be. Yeah. He fits so well there. Oh yeah, for I'm sure. Just, I'm just wondering how, like how another team, like they're, they're going to want to utilize him like Boston does. Dude, this is what the, this is what the Kings be... are for. They, they, they're going to say that they want to <laughs> institute culture and how, he he's the guy to to bring back winning ways, and then you know he ends up whooping Dar- Darren Fox's ass in practice, and it's like he's like, a lunatic. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's crazy. He just takes things like Ben Simmons. It's like that ball doesn't look right in your hands to me. That's that's mine. Yeah. No. Marcus Smart is 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 a very very lovable player when he's he's on your side. Yeah. One team that had to stock up green arrow for me was the Pacers 
Be, just yeah, because yeah. they're they're one of two teams that still or that made the playoffs that has cap space this summer. Them and the Sixers, um, who very well could be in this category. We'll see. How, regardless of what happens this series, but thirty-two right. million dollars in cap space for the Pacers on top of what they already have. Uh, you have Oladipo. You have Miles Turner. Um, you have just some some good stuff there. I I don't think anyone's going to Indiana. Like I don't think that they they are by any means a free agent destination. But I'm I'm excited to see what they do with that. I mean, at this point, I think you can lure some not not a star, but some good mid level players, and right. that might be all you need to kind of get over the hump, especially mm-hmm. with the talent you got with Oladipo. And then if Turner ends up taking another step, um, and then they got some young guys too. So yeah, I like that. It's looking good. Yeah, Turner's the big X factor there. If he can keep improving like he has, then I think they're in a really good spot. I'm surprised they even still talk to you, Caleb, after you fleeced me on the Clint Capella for Miles Turner <laughs> fantasy basketball trade this year. <laughs> Miles Turner's per game numbers, you're like, oh, all right. And then you have him and it's like, okay, he averages 14 because it's literally like 21 and then seven the other night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess that works out for fantasy anyways, but whatever. Yeah, that was it's a sore spot in our relationship. Uh, any <laughs> Anyone else in the, the, the team stock watch? Uh, I threw the Pelicans in there just because I did not expect that first round out of them. And then they do have a lot of their guys playing well with Boogie out. It's interesting. We talked about their situation with DeMarcus Cousins and, and the backcourt that they're either going to have to pay or or let go of Rondo or uh, whatever happens there. But as far as like their play this postseason, I think it's been good enough to put them in that category of stock up. And the Miritich trade. like. That yeah, was, that was yeah. that was a masterstroke. Right. Yeah. Well, I it looked terrible because the regular season he shot like under forty percent from the field, and then you know the last few few games of the of the regular season he started to look way better after he shaved, and then postseason <laughs> he's looked really good. Like physically better, like he's more attractive, or oh yes, both. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't know. Yeah, the beard kind of masks some things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and they got rid of the the Turkish turd. Omer Asik is is now Chicago's problem again. Um, I know. Yeah, sadly, that was that was huge. Last team I had in this this category was uh, the Phoenix Suns. Great hire, Igor Kokoskov, the uh, the the Slovenian national team coach, who will now be their coach, because it means that they're going to draft Luka Doncic. Uh, yeah, and mm. I think that that is a fantastic marriage of, of situation um, where he's going to a place with without hardly any expectations and nothing to really do outside of just be really good at basketball. That would be terrible if they fell to like the third spot in the draft. <laughs> yeah, it could happen. It really could. <laughs> yeah. And then they get stuck with Aiden or something like that. Uh, yeah. All right, coaches, we'll, we'll do we'll do these a little bit quicker. Stock up or stock down? Let's start with stock up. Who? What coaches are, are on the rise for you guys? Uh, Quinn Snyder was my number one. They, they, the coaches kind of, kind of are on par with the teams that are stuck up for me. But yeah. Quinn Snyder, it seems like, you know, just the getting out of, you know, more national exposure. Um, it and obviously with his team doing better, uh, obvious stock up for me there. I had Mike D'Antoni just because I'm I'm happy that this is all kind of finally working out for him. He's like in the perfect situation for what he wants to do, and it's really fun to watch. 
yeah, we we need that that Houston Warrior series because that, yeah. that, that's 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 what the that's what the people need. Um, I'm I'm into that uh, stock up. It's it it doesn't even really work because what his stock is so high. Brad Stevens, I think just you hear stuff that he does and you're like, I I just don't know if other human beings are capable of of thinking that hard about certain situations. <laughs> they they <laughs> they just beat. Philly in a in a huge game, and then a, their 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 morning meeting the following day. Jalen Brown's like, yeah, he just tore into us because he's like, you guys didn't play well at all. You got away with one. Uh, yeah, I I I just I, I know myself, and I just wouldn't be able to 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 like just message that across because it's it it might not even be how he feels, but it's just it's exactly what the team needs to hear after a game like that with a young team. Um, yeah, stuff like that is just I mean that's. That's chess versus checkers type stuff. Yeah. Right. Stock down. Who's who's uh who's not looking so hot? Uh Terry Stocks. I knew you were gonna say it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just got out coached so badly in that first round. Yeah. And I, I don't know like what I guess this is kind of a bigger organi- organizational thing with Portland of what they do this off season, but if I were them, I would seriously look at if Terry Stotts is the right guy. Interesting. Yeah. I, it's Portland, so I don't think that he's going anywhere. Uh, if this were the Knicks, Terry Stotts is probably out. Um, but I think that I, – I just think of it like if you let Terry Stotts go, wouldn't some other team just be absolutely giddy to get a guy like Terry Stotts? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah I think- probably, but I think the last two – playoff series we've seen with Portland that really come to mind this one and then the one against uh Memphis a few years ago they just like did not make any changes to anything they did New Orleans just blitzed the pick and roll every single time this last series and Portland never adjusted mm-hmm. and yeah Paul I remember even when when game. Mike and Mike were like the uh announcers the uh, commentary team. yeah yeah they they were like, oh man, you know it's bad when like you can see the set coming out of a timeout and know the play they're gonna run. Like, mm-hmm. it's like yeah. well, if they can call it, like another team is gonna be smart enough to to know the the call they have coming out of timeout. Right. Yeah. But I think the I think the players there have too much love for Stotts. Like they have all gone to bat for him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It, it would be a definite shakeup. I don't think the players would be too happy, but I don't know. Speak, Olshie could do it. We we call we called the the uh, the player or the people series the 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 Warriors Rockets, but I think the people's trade is is one of those guys in Portland leaving. Yeah, I think I think it's just right. time. Um, I agree. Their their styles are too incompatible for for high level basketball. Um, yeah, and I think I think we're just getting to that point. Um, so yeah, we'll see. No, you need a change. Uh, yep. I had Nate McMillan in there, and I love Nate McMillan for for obvious reasons. But it got to the point; it's like we talk about the masterstroke, like high level stuff with coaching, and it's just when some of the stuff is as simple as what would you do if you were coaching. If I'm across there and I see that that LeBron is sitting like an extended amount in get in the in game in the fourth quarter of Game Seven, Victor Oladipo is not on the bench. Victor Oladipo yeah. is is playing, and we are trying to jump Cleveland right now. Just attack uh, them because we don't that, get another shot at this. And that happened a 
times. I feel like that happened in game, I think, four or five, too, where it was just like Cleveland went on that run with their bench and Oladipo was out of the game. It's like, get your guys back in there. Yeah, well, game two yeah. was the uh, the 2000 in 90 seconds game where uh, Ben Falk from Cleaning the Glass wrote the article about, you know, wh- why do coaches just blindly take a player like that out instead of just trusting him and saying, okay, that's two two BS calls. You know, you're, you're a, you, you can – we're fine as long as we keep you under three in the first half or whatever. Um, right. So stuff like that yeah, I think is, also, is just some old guard coaching stuff. That also yeah. backfired with OKC, that game that Russ picked up his fifth foul in the third quarter. Yeah, and right. I guess Embiid too the other night. Um, although that's totally not the same because that was the very end of the game. And he was still playing, so uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, McMillan is up there for me. It's uh, it's David Fisdale. I think he's a great coach, but I think anyone going to sign up to coach the Knicks is just your life yeah. is going to be tough. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, very tough. I had one other one, and this one kind of pains me. But uh, Tom Thibodeau, uh, I had him as well. Stock down for me. Yeah. I mean, it, it's more for me the style of play with the kind of the changing of like the guard as far as the game goes, like so much quicker, obviously offensive minded. And he had no idea how to incorporate his seven foot, 240 pound beast of a man in that series against Houston. Yeah. So like, I don't know. That was, He's got to figure that one that out. That was a big topic for us in the, in the group text was talking about, you know, just Carl Anthony Towns' presence has to be known in these games. Like you, right. you, you that is that is your one thing that no one else has uh, in that series, and it's just he was right. he was part, part of that is on Towns too, though. Very true. No, for sure. He yeah. he, but, might, he like, might be in the stock down category as well. Um, he wasn't putting him in a position to succeed, though. It seemed like. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, th- there were there were stretches where I I, I think it was a like game three. Or get whatever the the most tense game in the first part of that series was. Yeah, uh, I watched like four consecutive minutes of I think Butler and and Towns had one touch in. It's just yeah. you're just blowing possessions without your best player right. being involved. Um, right. Yeah, just bi- basic stuff there. Anyone else mm. for for coaches? Uh, no, let's move on to the, some of this yeah. other stuff I agree. we got. Uh, Caleb had brought it up earlier to me this week about um, just kind of. Yeah, I th- do you want me to introduce this kind of? Because I would I had, love for you to. I had this uh, thought when I was watching LeBron the other night, and it, I I want to say it was the game that he tied Jordan's record for most forty point ten rebound or ten assist games in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I texted Brandon and I said, "Are we undervaluing watching LeBron? Like in ten years, are we going to look back at this and just be amazed that we're probably never going to see anything like this again, or is this, you know, just another guy in an era where he's kind of the only guy that's like this?" And I started talking to my dad about it, who's, I mean, been a basketball fan most of his life, and he said, "The NBA." Early, early in the NBA, it was always Bill Russell versus Wilt Chamberlain, and then it kind of fed into Magic versus Larry, and there was always kind of a rivalry. And I think he was saying that we hold MJ and LeBron to higher standards because they were so much better than everyone else, and they didn't have that direct rival to really compete with. And I, I think it kind of makes us look at LeBron in a different light 
and it can both be positive and negative the way we look at him. So I just wanted to, you know, kind of bounce some other ideas off of you guys of what, like where we are with LeBron today and like what, what happens with the NBA moving forward, like post LeBron. Well, first of all, the idea that LeBron doesn't have a rival when we just saw seven games with Lance Stevenson is a little, (laughs) a little absurd. Uh, It it make it does make a lot of sense though, because you know, in the, in the magic and bird trading haymakers days, you know, if you're magic and you lose to bird or vice versa, it's, it's like, Great. I mean, that's, that's like that is who exactly who you should lose to, um, and I just don't think we think of the teams that LeBron has lost to in the same way because there just wasn't that that constant, like it wasn't always the Spurs, um, right? And exactly. He's had a few teams where it's like the Spurs and now the Warriors, where he's kind of had a a thing, but it wasn't over the span of his entire career like it was with Bird and Magic. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Jordan? I don't know. That's a tough one to say. Uh, I think it's it's just so different because the like the way the NBA is now, where players move together to play with other superstars. And I know, like, I don't know. You could kind of combat that and say, like, all right, well, look at the Bulls and you know with Pippen and Rodman and Jordan, and you know look at look at Magic's teams with all the superstars he had around him and whatnot. But like those like players nowadays are going to teams where they know they can compete for a championship and there's kind of no, like they don't really care. It seems like about leaving the team that they've played with for the Mm -hmm. entirety of their career. Yeah. And so I think it's, it's just way different to compare eras like that. And do you think that is that the one thing that we can look at over eras is how many championships guys won? Yeah. Like it's hard to it's hard to compare stats era to era, and it's hard to compare teams era to era. But like the one thing that remains constant is like MJ won six titles. Yeah, like yeah. That's, that's far that we look at. Yeah, six is the phantom yeah. that will haunt LeBron um, throughout his career and, and probably after that. I think it's, I mean, if if you talk about comparing like relatively, you know, if if you talk about Kyle Korver now versus like the best shooter in in you know 1998 like Tim Legler right their 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 percentages are similar their raw numbers are going to be way different but it's kind of just like well that was the that was the best shooter then and the best shooter now and like that's that's kind of all you can do in is just kind of look at it relatively and LeBron is the best player of this generation and Jordan is the best player of the of the generation prior and that's just kind of where it kind of has to (laughs) I mean not end because that's that's a stupid argument or a, a boring argument I should say but um, I think, I think that the 2011 finals are going to be a really dark spot on LeBron's legacy. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I, that's that's the one where it's just you know Jordan. There's no there's no retort for that on the on the other side. Yeah, and the the one thing that I when I texted you this hypothetical the other day, Brandon, that you said that has kind of resonated with me, and especially watching that last. Raptors game was you said to me that yeah we probably are undervaluing him because he he makes having forty point seven rebound eight assist games just we we expect him to do that right yeah and I don't know I I watched that Raptors game with a little bit different light I think because you said that and it was absolutely amazing what he was doing in that game yeah 
I mean, g- yeah. Game Seven, having forty-two at the end of the game, I was like, did LeBron even play that well at, in the, at that <laughs> Indiana game? Like, I, I, I think that was yeah. like a subpar game. And even Game One against Toronto, he said it's like that was one of my worst games of the season. And I think he he went twenty-nine triple-double. Like, yeah, it, right. it, it's just it's. Insane. I think he's saying that from a shooting standpoint, but yeah, true. very true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he just he just he controls everything. Also, like the the league yeah. is just different. Like the the Ted Stippian rule was put in place after 1985 because owners and GMs were so dumb that they were just trading stuff away. That's how that's how the Lakers got Magic Johnson. Um, it's just trading first round picks for 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 nobody or or just to, for short term fixes. Um, so right. LeBron is also playing in a, in a era where team organization is is valued at the same level that as Jordan was mentioning with, with the bulls, like the, the bulls were the gold standard of team organization back then. And there, there weren't really anyone, there was like two or three teams at that level always. Now, I mean, you have, you have a lot, a lot more competency within the league. Right. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, what do you, do you think it's harder if you're, if you are LeBron, like if you were, you know, if you're born with that level of ability, do you think it's harder or easier to be really good now than it was in 2003 when he's entering the league. Oh. Um, uh, I think I think LeBron has kind of set you know a framework for these younger guys of how to do it and how to act off the court and who to surround yourself with and what your work ethic needs to be and I think that's will be part of his legacy looking back like now I don't think that gets talked about very much but here's a guy that from the age of 17 was you know one of the biggest sports stars in America and has never really made a mistake mm-hmm. with anything he's done I mean you could say like the decision is probably the most <laughs> that that'll be the one thing that kind of lingers over his career as a as a dark spot but I mean other than that the guy has been pretty pretty flawless with what he's done and the way that he's carried himself yeah no for sure i think it'd be harder now um just because like it seems like in the last 15 years there's been so much growth within the nba and within basketball in general oh absolutely and yeah and even now like players are scouted down to middle school Mm -hmm. and and like that is so much more scrutiny on a player being tracked at that elite level from middle school, like, and not that LeBron wasn't because he was like the second coming, but uh, it, it seems like there's so many more guys who have that pressure on them. And there are so many elite level athletes nowadays. It seems like, like yeah. every year you're looking yeah. at guys. It's just like, where was this 10 years ago? Mm-hmm. Like it, it seems like there's once in a generation type athlete and there's a handful of them every single draft class. Right. And, and, and that, every, that, that exposure also just puts, puts you in a position to get connected to high level coaching and, or, and, right. and facilities and things like that, where, you know, if, if yeah. someone, if someone found out that you were super good at basketball and not playing on a high, high league tra- or high level travel team, you get, you get scooped up pretty quick. Uh, yeah, they find you. Yeah, Bill Simmons was talking about the other day of like, there's no nobody's gonna have a weird funky jump shot anymore. Like if if you're if you're good from you know ten years old, someone's gonna coach you and correct you so that your jump shot looks exactly like how it's supposed to look. 
you can't you can't just like you know fly under the radar and all of a sudden you show up at Villanova and and you know your elbow is clocked out to ninety degrees like it's just it's it, the 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 so that that is kind of what made me think it might be easier because there's a lot more things funneling you to that high level but that psychological mm-hmm. aspect that that Caleb and Jordan you were just talking about I think that that is probably the reason why it would be very like you have to be mentally so much better than you would have had to be, be you know when when if we were kids um, and at that level. Yeah. Interesting argument for sure. Yeah. It it made me think about the next part, which is um, just the, I think that, you know, the guys that were just miscast, like you talk about old souls um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, when I think about basketball when we were like in middle school, I'm just thinking of like, it was on TNT and like just, you know, I just the the scoreboard looks a certain way and it just I don't know there's a certain just flavor to how those games games looked um of who are the guys that played basketball in our childhood that we wish were currently playing in the playoffs right now I had I had some and there's kind of a theme to the guys that I that I picked but um (laughs) who do we who do we miss I think there's one really easy answer for who was 10 years too early and it's Allen Iverson. Okay, that would be that would be fun. He'd be, he'd if, be Trey Young. I think if you put out exactly if you put him now with what we understand about spacing and shooting three pointers and like if you if you put Allen Iverson, you just trade him out for James Harden, and he's isolated with that much space all the time. Like he would be so hard to stop. Right, because because the, yeah. the what was missing on his Sixers teams was the shooting around him and and it, yeah, now you know to do that like wash to kenbe matumbo yeah exactly that's a good one uh let's see i kind of went like a, a different route with this i went with guys who i thought are kind of atypical players who would be it would just be interesting to see how they played not may, may, maybe someone who like i missed mm-hmm. um but I went with like a Dennis Rodman. Like, how would how would oh, he do nowadays? I think he would. Yeah. be huge. Yeah, yeah. Was, See, that's what I was thinking. With Sean Kemp too. Yeah. Like, yeah. would Sean shoot three pointers? I think he'd have to. Yeah. He'd be yeah. Blake. I mean, it would, it would just be pushed out. Um, yeah, that's Rod, Rodman would be. So many teams would love Dennis Rodman at that point of basically right. just like handle all of your rebounding and switch on yeah. everybody. He, I mean, oh my god, exactly. he, he would be. The switching would be the biggest thing. He'd be killer. Uh, yeah. I had a, I had, I'll give you guys three here that are that are kind of thematic, um, of just the 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 stretch fours that were good at it ten years ago, but weren't allowed. Like they were only taking three a game. Um, Mehmet Okur, my man from uh, okay. from Utah. <laughs> Dude, dude was putting up like 38, 39% from three. It was always just a thorn. You could, it was hard to guard. The The Seattle teams played those Utah teams a lot. Uh, Memento Core uh, never averaged more than like three point three attempts a game, but at a very good clip for a 6'10 power forward. Uh, Hito Turkoglu, I think, would be... I knew you were going to say that. Oh, my God. He, 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 <laughs> he was... He, he, I mean, those that O2 Kings team, that era, that was like a team that could fit in very well now. Um and I think he would just he would just be a lot of guys in that from that team. Even that even that Magic team too. Oh yeah, I, I that team is that team way ahead of their era. Let's write a book about that team. Uh, that that team was so fun. I loved Mikhail Petris. I, <laughs> oh god, yeah. God, I loved him. Uh, 
And then the last one was he, his his was not as much of a small sample size as Memento Coors, but Richard Lewis. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Could you imagine Richard now? He'd be taking like 15 threes a game. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be like Eric Gordon. Yeah. For, yeah, for real. I think you could throw like uh, Andre Kirilenko right in there too. Yep. Ooh, that's a good one too. That is a real yeah. good one. Uh, I had, I had two guys that I thought of that was solely based on on three point shooting, and it was, I think both of these guys, when they played, were just shooting three pointers because they didn't understand like the math or spacing of the NBA. Now it was just because they thought it was like a cool thing to do and it would score more points. Um, but Antoine Walker and Michael Red. Oh. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking. Michael Red, the most threes he attempted per game in a season was 5.8. Wow. And he averaged 27 points that year. Like, yeah. if you could bump that up to what some of the guys are doing now, like, I, he could have been such a lethal scorer. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing about Ray. Uh, I mean, Ray, Ray played, you know, as of two or three years ago. So he, he kind of got into it, but at a different level. Um, but yeah, Michael, right. Red, Michael Red is a real good one. Definitely. Uh, how about, how about Brandon Roy? Yeah. I mean, obviously we miss him, but yep. I think he actually came in at the perfect time because, eh, it's hard to say. He was like, you know, he was like that two guard that could do a little bit of everything. Um, yeah. I, I always know. thought he was kind of the, one of those guys where where he would shoot a three-pointer, and you would be like, uh, and then it would go in, and you'd be like, okay, yeah, that's awesome. Glad that worked but, out. Yeah, if yeah. now with, he, like, knew he needed to be shooting three-pointers, like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. He's one of I the don't know. Great- I think the the time that he played worked out for him because he, he, he could do whatever he wanted to at the highest level, but he was a guy who liked doing a little bit of everything, and the guys who a lot of guys who play nowadays that we're talking about, like they, you know, they're going to score and at, at an elite level and then do a little bit of the other things. Um, yeah. But he was he was more spaced out with, you know, assists, rebounds, shooting, mm-hmm. scoring. Yeah. What about, uh, what about one other guy had just because of like his body type and the way he played back then that if he was in the right system now, I think could win an MVP would be Tracy McGrady. Like, early 2000s Tracy McGrady. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, he was a monster. Ev- everyone's Some development would have just been so different. Right. Thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, because just the injection of, of you know, you're going to start – once by the time you're getting to college, um, at this point, you know, you have to go through a season in college. You're, you're – I mean, every, everyone would just be shooting more and more frequently. And so how does that affect the other parts of your game? Uh, what about Dirk? Imagine if Dirk came up now. Uh, people would be freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. That that was that was that was really fun. Any any uh, <laughs> any any others that are kind of from that like you know mid aughts era that we could just transplant now and and would love to watch. God, I don't know. I'm sure there's a ton. We could probably go team by team, but it would yeah, also be interesting could, to look like at what whole... players. And, what players now, if they went back in time, would excel or would be, you know, not not very good. I think Jalil Okafor would love a time machine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he would love that. <laughs> to like to like the sixties. Yeah. yeah. He'd be he'd be holding up that, that one hundred sign that Wilt hold held up. He'd, yeah. 
That would have been him. Okay, so how about some other time time machine hypotheticals? I let's let's extend outside of basketball here. Um, yeah, ba- basketball still counts. I, I I included this like Jordan was talking about Sean Kemp or Rodman and and Sean Kemp. I included like guys that we probably didn't watch play in this. Um, but the example I gave you guys was how how much would Sean Alexander suck in in today's NFL? <laughs> Uh, I think he would be like, oh God, I don't even know. He would be like Alfred Morris right now. Yeah, like, for re- no, that's exactly who it would be. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Weird, weird number and everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, the, God, these are so weird to think about. I, I threw in like elite athletes, uh, and just seeing how, how they could compare now, um, so for football, I threw in like, how would Bo Jackson be? How would Deion Sanders and Barry Sanders be? Um, I think those guys would be really fun to watch. Deion probably plays slot receiver. Yeah, like I don't, super, I don't think his position small. had been made yet. Right. That and punt returner. Yeah, that's a guy that was a little before his time, and in like today's NFL of the lockdown corner. Yeah, he would have been. Yeah. Yeah. But yet undersized, like five yeah. nine or whatever. So yeah, it'd be interesting. Uh, I had one of Nolan Ryan pitching for the 2018 <laughs> Philadelphia Phillies, where you're not allowed to go into the seventh inning. Uh, <laughs> I, he would kill someone. He would have. He would have knocked Gabe Kapler's shit out so many different times. <laughs> Every single start oh, would just man. be a, a absolute war on the mound. He would be interesting just because he, like, I know he has the record for strikeouts, but I feel like he would have even more now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It would it would be unbelievable. Like, he would have probably, he would probably average, like, 15 strikeouts a game if he pitched now. Whew. That's a lot. What makes, what makes you think he, he would, he would have more strikeouts now? Because I'm trying, I'm trying to wrap, wrap my head because obviously his, he would probably have all of the the pitching coaching that is available now would be available to him and that that would that would most certainly help but but what else i just think the way baseball is played now it's it's so like home runs are so important now that like look at sh- the strikeout numbers this year are like astronomically higher than they've yeah. ever been more swings yeah. yeah so i don't know i i just think a guy like that just like a power pitcher yeah, with especially with how many like young guys that that teams just like throw out there now. It's like, oh yeah, this guy has the potential to hit a home run every time, but he's either going to do that or strike out. Like, yeah, and we're okay right. with that. We're we're okay with him striking yeah. out because he didn't hit in a double play. Yeah, right. yeah, uh, yeah. That's a good one. Uh, how about 2004 Tom Brady and 2018 Tom Brady switching spots? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, that was. When I was texting you about the LeBron thing, we kind of went down a rabbit hole of, of talking about hypotheticals. And the one we talked about was Tom Brady. Like, uh, I think we, the three of us, can probably agree he's the quarterback that will ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you put back, you know, even fifteen, like what he knows now and the way that offense is run now, when he first started. Like I think he would just be picking apart defenses. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree but with I that. Could, I mean, you could say that probably about Aaron Rodgers too. But 
Right. The way that football is played now is so much different than right. Like if 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 Josh McDaniels was the offensive coordinator for like a a John Elway team, yeah, he would throw for like six thousand yards. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It's that the the coaching is is the one kind of like rising tide part of all of this is just, there's so much more information that, that just wasn't or an ex- There's so much just more experimentation that the people who coach now have, have benefited from. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about that with, with Daryl Morey. Like if you put Daryl Morey in like 1970 <laughs> NBA basketball, like what? <laughs> yeah. Those teams would probably win 70 games every year. The, just because of- his, his teams would like downgrade when they went to the play in the all-star game. Like <laughs> they would, they would get oh, worse. Yeah. Um, what about, how about uh, this could have been in the last section, but who, who would be better now? Larry Bird or Magic Johnson? I think, um, I think Larry Bird just because of the shooting. Yeah. He, he's, he only shot, he shot 40% from three, six different times in his career. And he never shot more than 3.3 a game. And like you watch yeah. now, and like JJ Reddick's got three, three up in the first four minutes of a game. Yeah, um, yeah. So who who knows? I think that's probably the answer. But yeah, that's toss up. I mean, Matt Magic could have just been so defensively too for how big he was. Yeah, that's like if you put Ben Simmons in that area too, he would be just like Magic. And yeah, but and, yeah, I'd say le- like less offensively gifted though. Mm-hmm. More athletic, less offensively yeah. gifted. Yeah, right, yeah. I saw that, like Rondo had so Rondo had twenty assists the other night, and he that was the first time he had done it since himself when he did it before, and so he has two career twenty assist playoff games, and Magic has ten. That's unbelievable. Ten. <laughs> like oh. that's insane. Wow. That is, yeah, that's, that's yeah. nuts. I had no idea. Yeah, right. Um, well, the other big hypothetical that I was, I talked to Brandon briefly about this, is, and I don't know like which way it goes, but I just want to see Tiger against Jack Nicklaus. Uh, that'd be kind of cool. And golf is so much different than any other sport, just because like there's the technology aspect of it too, like right. the golf that we have now. Like those guys were literally mm. playing pieces of wood like <laughs> right yeah <laughs> and i think that shows how good some of those guys were back in the day like if you gave jack nick like prime jack nicholas the equipment we have now like how how good could he have oh, been, been. If, yeah if uh if dustin johnson was transported to the 1985 masters they would think he was like an alien with with his clubs <laughs> and no one else gets yeah. to use his clubs how many strokes yeah. would he win by like 25 <laughs> because because the nothing's changed the 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 greens haven't changed it's the old it's old uh it's old augusta national that well, would if be, it that, was yeah. 1985 the course would be like 700 yards shorter too yeah so he would it would be like it wouldn't even be a contest right he'd be hitting greens on par fives yeah maybe <laughs> yeah. that's crazy <laughs> like the 11th hole would be would be the big one that's like the downhill par par four with water on the left like that water wasn't there originally like he would just be hitting it on that green mm-hmm. yeah yeah i uh I, jordan you have any others because i have i have a like a, a what if that i like to think about 
every so often. Uh, no, I mean, I th- I threw in just the your kind of typical MJ Kobe, see how they would fare. But no, none others that I'd really need to discuss. Uh, all right, so I like what ifs. One of the one of the few times I felt important was when I I had an article. It was right before the Kevin Love Wiggins trade went down. And I just look back at all the. This is back in the sports quotient days. I look back at all the, the almost trades, and and there's some crazy ones of like uh, McGrady to the Bulls uh, was was up there, or like almost happening. I think that I think the number one, it's going to end up was the Kevin Love for Clay Thompson and Draymond Green trade that was out there and very close to oh, happening yeah. after the the Warriors had just lost to the Clippers in the first round of the 2014 playoffs. Like that, that sentence Jesus. is so crazy. Yeah. Draymond Green absurd. was a throw in on that trade and he might be better yeah. than Kevin Love is straight up right now. Yeah. He, he definitely is better My than Kevin God. Love. Yeah. What do you mean? Mike? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. definitely like more important in, in today's game right now. Yeah. Jeez. That's nuts. And what's funny about that is I don't think that the wolves like are some incredible benefactor from that. Like I think they still mangle that situation and Draymond Green. <laughs> Is just okay, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that 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 one is is haunting because of what it would have would have done to the to the NBA. And and the thing about it was Jerry West just came in and was like, no, Kevin Love's not that good, or or not well, worth yeah, that the, trade. I was gonna say like, what happens if Cleveland just like keeps Wiggins too? Like that trade right there is a is an interesting <sighs> hypothetical too. I don't know. I don't know if they're net any worse if if they are with love like Wiggins hasn't panned out the way I kind of anticipated yeah like he's a scorer but he like he can't do much else but he's the he's the worst type of scorer yeah yeah his 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 game and LeBron's would have been tough uh and love was love had done enough in the league where he could have said he's like okay I've, I've had my season of 26 14 and 5 I, I can t- I can take a back seat because I've got there. I just don't know what Wiggins develops into, and and he's just not there defensively like LeBron would have needed him to be uh, right. as another wing. So who that, knows though if you put him next to LeBron, like could his yeah, development, development have been way way better? You know, mm-hmm. and that's you the know? thing is we just don't we don't have any sample size of LeBron like helping to develop a young player. It never it never happened. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's well, mostly true. because he never got like a really high pick. Like, yeah, he he was too good right away, and Cleveland Cleveland blew his his early years, um, of of not not surrounding him with another player that was even close to his ability level. Yeah, right. Antoine Jameson, <laughs> Shaq, <laughs> <Zajunas. laughs> Booby Gibson, uh, <laughs> Candace Parker's brother. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was so bad. Yeah, Del- Delonte West did did so much, so much worse than he was what he was supposed to do for that situation. I don't, uh, I don't know. If you guys, did you guys listen to uh, the the Bill Simmons Brian Windhorst podcast? I did. I haven't. You were talking about that that first Cavs Spurs final, and like one of the final scores of that game was seventy seven to like seventy four. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was not. Yeah. That, was, that was like when Bruce Bowen was was. <laughs> just, just raining hell on people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember that. I mean, that's the same season that he that he single handedly like obliterated the Pistons in that fourth quarter, and I think yeah. that that game was only in the eighties, and he scored like twenty five points in that quarter. 
So yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. That's 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 just basketball was weird at that point. Right. Um, yeah. It's for, it's the same reason why Memento Core was only taking three shots a game. Um, <laughs> but all right, let's uh, we've done a lot of looking back. That was that was a good time. Let's let's do some crystal ball stuff. I think that this NBA these next like three months are going to be out of control. Like it's it's going to be so bonkers. May like getting to the finals, the finals themselves, and free agency which is almost two two parts of like lebron and then everything else um even the draft is going to be crazy oh the draft yeah i didn't even mention that um it's 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 nuts the nba is the best league in the world and yep. it's it's just it's not even close uh yeah all right who plays in the finals god i hated this thinking <laughs> about this i can't bet against lebron like i just can't so yeah. I, I have calves in there and then it was honestly it was a it was a almost a coin flip and i just couldn't go against the warriors yep. like i think the warriors are still going to beat houston i i sadly agree i had the same yeah and then last it happened i after that game 2 houston utah game i thought man i don't know if houston can keep up with the warriors and then they come out this game and score like 75 points in the first half and it's like oh wait yeah this team keep up with the Warriors I don't know I think that series is better than what the finals will be yeah honestly I'm more yeah. excited for the Western Conference Finals like the finals yeah yeah I, I god can... I hope Houston wins I know I'm I'm, I'm with you I I compared Cavs Warriors it's like it's a like Game of Thrones at this point like it's just it's a it's like a constant at the, and it's going to take over for that at this point or without Game of Thrones this season. But it's, <laughs> it's just it's just like it's it's on, it's a show. It's it's on every yeah. year. Um, yeah. But I, I hope not. So so if so, Caleb, what was your official prediction? It's going to be Cavs Rockets. Is that what I heard you say? Yeah, I think I think the Rockets have a have a chance. I really do. Nice. They definitely have a chance. I they, hope you're they've, right. They've, they've they've genetically engineered themselves to have a chance against the Warriors. Um, yeah, it would right. also be super Chris Paul to make it all the way there and then lose to the Cavs. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I was thinking about after the, that game too. I was like, oh my god, what if what if Houston loses in the semis again? Like Chris Paul loses again. Yeah, it was it was a good sign for Houston for sure last night to to shoot poorly from three and also destroy a team. Um, yeah, that 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 is a good sign for them going forward and that'll that'll travel yeah. in utah as well um all right who who wins who's who's got who's got the larry o'brien trophy in their hands mid-june warriors whoever comes out of the west yeah that's fair yeah. i i think i think Cavs rockets like lebron lebron would love that series like i yeah. i don't know i and just this just, year more than yeah go ahead I don't know. I think I think you can jump the Warriors twice, but you you can't beat them four times. And if, yeah. if you're Cleveland, and I think that you can just like you. I, I don't know. I, I think that there's something there that Cle- that LeBron can exploit against Houston. The Rockets have dudes to throw at him, though. Very true, and lots of them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this like, year, more than any year, I'm just so worried about like. LeBron having to do more than any other year like he he's cramped up it seems like in half the games he's played Mm -hmm. and it's just like like when is it all gonna come crashing down where he literally can't function in the fourth quarter like yeah 
And I, I, I they're they're getting super creative with when they take him out though. They're like taking him out right before TV timeouts and like so he's getting like extra time and they're they're taking him out before a TV timeout and then and then calling another timeout like the next possession just so mm-hmm. he has extra time. Yeah. I yeah. think I think what they did it in uh was a game 7 against against Indy of like taking him out right before the end of the third and literally like he goes to the locker room yeah in that situation i think he's like gonna be a, a, a thing we see more than once the rest of this postseason because it's just he, it's literally like he needs he needs something else back there it's, he's going to get an iv yeah right yeah <laughs> uh so so i think i think the warriors are, are unfortunately going to win uh i just have yeah. to say that but i think i think caleb's prediction of whatever of you know whoever comes out of the west i think that is that is right. the true answer Right. Yeah. yeah. I think Cleveland though would have I'm going to say a better chance against Houston than they would against the Warriors. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. They just can't they can't guard everyone on on no. Golden State as easy as they could against Houston. Right. Um, yep. Number 1 pick NBA draft shortly thereafter. I think it really uh, depends on what happens with the the order. Yeah. Who, who would you who would you take? Who would I take? Yeah. I, uh, I'd take Aiden. I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm taking Aiden. It depends on my fan base, which is stupid to say. And Caleb, we've, we've talked about this of, of, you know, there's just this, there's a certain climate where Luka Doncic can thrive. Yeah. And there's a certain one that he can't. And I you know, I I might be I might be completely wrong given that how we've seen Porzingis develop of you would have thought that that was the absolute worst place to take a guy like Porzingis and he's he's done well for himself aside from the injuries. Um but I think if if you need just a you need kind of an offense in a box, I think you take Luka Doncic. I think that that, that gives you something to work with and an identity more than taking yeah. Aiden, Aiden does. If you already have talent and you kind of have a way you want to play, you can put Aiden in anything and it'll work. Uh, but it, Doncic, in the absence of a style, kind of cr- creates that in himself. Yeah. No, or, I, or, I just think or it, Divin, it depends Divin on the team, like you guys are saying. Yeah. D- yeah. DiVincenzo would be my, my co-number one pick, though. <laughs> who, oh who is like worst case scenario to get the first pick and then just like blow it uh, like like memphis probably yeah they like they, they need to nail and takes Doncic, and then it's it just like sucks because <laughs> yeah because marcus all just won't be nice to him exactly <laughs> uh orlando i mean <laughs> What what faith do you have in Orlando to do anything right? That's true. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, I think that Doncic, like, if Doncic goes to a team that has a coach, I think that's the biggest thing for him. Like, I think Aiton is going to develop wherever he goes just because of his yeah. size and skill. Like, I think Doncic right. needs a coach more than yeah. any of the other guys. I think. I think. I ben, think if you go ahead, Jordan. I think if you like, if you compare just prospect wise, Aiton versus Embiid when they came out, they're comparable. Like I think Aiton can be. I think Aiton, like higher is higher now than Embiid was. Yeah, Aiton's Aiton, yeah. Aiton's more comfortable, for sure. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. He, Embiid he, was so raw. 
What what I like about Aiden is that he shoots jumpers and he shoots them confidently. Um, his jumper's so nice for a guy that big. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah his 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 form above his head is really nice. Uh, I don't. His yeah. legs are kind of weird when he jumps, but but his uh yeah his 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 stroke is good. Um, yeah, yeah. I just uh, <laughs> I uh, I'm glad that the Trey Young thing has kind of died, but. Boy, his rookie year is going to be interesting. No matter where he is, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm looking at a mock right now. Has the Bulls taking him? Ooh. I know. <laughs> I've seen it over and over, and like, I I can't I can't really be super mad because he could be he could end up being very good. But I think Hoiberg as far would love as a prospect. It. I think yeah, he'd be good with Hoiberg. Ah, I just don't like him. Yeah. No, I. Don't I, know. I I, just, I think Hoiberg would be really good with Doncic too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Th- yeah, I mean that's gonna take that's gonna take some uh, some good a miracle. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's some. And the thing about Trey Young is you just kind of high. have to you have to do what the Thunder have done with Westbrook, and you have to say, okay, we are going to play how you play. Yeah, and that's I mean, that's tough. We haven't really seen that done ever at the highest level. Yeah, like what player has done like what player has done what Curry kind of has done with Golden State where like he's they're in that same they're one player who's playing at a different like a different type of ball game mm-hmm. and they've been able to bring their team to the highest level. Right. Like unless he is on par with that, I don't see how how it can really succeed at the highest highest level. He he so. just needs whatever team he gets drafted by has to also have Monte Ellis so he learns to not play with the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess you, so. You pick Trey Young and then you call Monte Ellis immediately afterwards and say, "What are you What are you doing in uh, in October?" And we're we're gonna need we're gonna need some some help here, some 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 reverse mentoring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, the, the draft is fascinating. I there's some guys I don't like. Uh, I don't. I don't know what Jaron Jackson is, but we'll we'll, we'll do some we'll do some draft stuff later. So so uh, there's a lot of guys that I feel like are, are just like the same player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wendell Carter, Mo, Jaren, yeah. Jaron Jackson in that. Bamba, yeah, Bamba, yeah, yeah. Uh, Miles Bridges is in that same same mode. Um, yeah, more 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 draft stuff coming from the bartenders for sure. Maybe maybe you know let's let's turn these draft picks into into beverages how about it um yeah yeah all right lebron plays for what team in in 2019 or 18 cleveland cleveland yeah i that was what i almost put down i i think that that's the safe bet like the the landscape is weird i think he signs a one-year deal with cleveland i think he stays like he's he's at the point where you know i think he's just gonna stay Especially if they make the finals too. What about? Yeah, I, mean, I think Philly's out if Philly makes the finals. That's not going to happen. He, I, think, I, I don't know. I don't know why Philly would want to do that. Want to go after him? Yeah, like you, you, you have your dudes. Like let yeah. those guys. Yeah. Like, that system works with what they have now. Like if yeah. I were Philly, I'd rather resign Redick and Bellinelli and those shooters. Yeah, I'd, I'd put Redick on a one year for sure. Um, yeah. And just run run that back, and and just let development take care of the rest of your, yeah, your your, your win progress. Um, yeah, I I'm with that. That Philly, other than just 
going for one championship. But I don't think that I don't think that's the smart move whatsoever. But that's a tough call though. If, if LeBron is like, just like he did with Cleveland, of like, hey, I'm coming, you know, get Jared Jack the fuck out of there. Uh, <laughs> I, you guys need some money because I'm on my way. I don't know if what, like, that that would be unbelievable if Philly was just like, mm, pass on LeBron. Yeah, that'd be yeah. crazy. Uh, so we'll we'll see. I think. Are the Spurs in play? Uh, I think like I think it would be total LeBron move to go play for Popovich, like someone that he respects maybe more than anyone else in the league. But I think I think we're undervaluing him going to the Western Conference. Like, oh, yeah. I don't think I don't think he's going to do that. We'll see how the finals plays out. Because if he if he think, if he gets to Houston and like and beats them, then it's then who who the conference doesn't matter anymore. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, and who's to say though? We just talked about the East and like they had trouble getting past Indiana. Boston looks like they are going to be ridiculous next year. Philly as well. Uh, who I mean, who knows? I don't I don't know if I don't know if there's a safe conference anymore. That was the I think that was the case last year and, and two years ago, but. Not yeah. not this upcoming year. Um, okay. I don't know. I I'd like to see the Spurs thing happen because I'm a, I'm a fan of chaos and and I think that that would that would be just an, an unholy union between him and Popovich. Uh, Do you think? And then and then Kawhi, Kawhi obviously. I think yeah. they would. Have, I think eh, I don't know if you keep Kawhi in that situation. I don't uh, think you can. They don't have the. Like, money. I don't think you have enough money. Yeah. 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 You'd ha- you'd have to get rid of Aldridge, which is. <laughs> I mean, it's. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I mean, I he's like 34, and yeah. he just came off a really good year. But who wants to take that on? Yeah, someone would have like, to, it, to it, want to lose. What, yeah, what? either that or they would have to be a contender like year one. <laughs> What's up, Nets? I think that yeah, <laughs> uh, the Bulls too. I mean, the Bulls. I, but the problem about Aldridge is he makes he makes you a little bit better, and so he's not really the tanking. Yeah. Also, that would just make me cry is that we draft a guy and then trade him for Tyrus Thomas and then he comes full circle and then oh. not like and then we want him to suck and he doesn't. How about Tyrus uh, Thomas for playing now? That'd be fun. I'm looking at yeah. the first salary situation right now. It would take some serious. Yeah. Like and they have take some dealing. Here's here's the big problems. Pau Gasol Brandon is Paul. making $17 million next year. Patty Mills is making twelve, and then Danny Green and Rudy Gay both have player options for ten. And yeah, see, that's ridiculous from, money for those players. Yeah, from everything I'm hearing, Danny Green is is ready to to try something else. Rudy Gay is not. <laughs> Rudy Gay is like, you're gonna pay me eight figures? Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm chilling with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and I get to just shoot <laughs> perfect. Gasol could, yeah. Gasol could easily retire. Yeah. Eh, I don't, I don't know if he's that. ready to like he 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 still he has he has a little juice in him left. I mean he he's not cares. the player obviously was. Yeah, he still cares exactly. Yeah. Uh, I th- God, for the, seventeen for... million next year for Pau Gasol is rough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what's what's that? Is that like close to fifty between Aldridge and him? I mean that's, that's yeah that's that's a tough. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, yeah. Oof. That's two thousand nine's favorite front court, but yeah, not now. <laughs> Uh, just for the sheer the sheer amount of gymnastics it would take to to pull it off, considering the the cap situation this summer, there's seven teams that that might have money, probably more like five. 
I don't think you can count out Houston. I think that, I mean, you you know Daryl Morey has thought about this and knows exactly what it would take. Oh, oh yeah. Knows exactly yeah. the, the six moves that he would have to do. He would have to, like, <laughs> revert, reverse amnesty, like, Dwight Howard's, like, shoes that are still left in the ban- the building or something like he would he would he would do it and it would be done there's some teams that it's like i don't i don't know if like they're they're going to be able to say listen this is this is our team it's chris paul james harden you shooters clint capella why why the hell not and he's gonna have to think about it um yeah so i don't know i don't think you can count out houston especially how they got chris paul this summer it was it was it was a just Chris Paul's, Chris Paul's a free agent too, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's gonna be wild. Uh, all right, Honor, Nick, yeah, I could see, I could see Paul walking, bringing LeBron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ne- next one we talked about a little bit earlier. Kawhi Leonard is a. That one's so tough, man. Oh, God, I don't it's know. So hard, dude. I'm. I'm a spurred. It's so weird. Like nothing like this has ever happened before. I'm all for mending relationships. I think he's a spur. That seventy million dollars is a lot of money. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think he's a Clipper. Yeah, that's the one that I've I've heard too that could be fun. They have those two. Do you peg him for that? Like for a LA guy though? Like it's where he's from, but he's it's not it's not like L A L A. I mean, you're not you're not a Laker. Yeah. Yeah. True. You're, you're just yep. you're just the guy. Like, yeah. I, don't, I just don't. I think that that's that's what everybody wants. Like the Spurs, the Spurs don't want him because now he's he's getting a little. His eyes are on a different thing other than winning, and his eyes are on a different thing other thing than winning, which is a perfect place a reason to go to the Clippers. Um, <laughs> so, what, what, like, what does that trade look like though? It's the two firsts, the two lottery firsts, and the the quicker that trade happens, the better because those. I mean. Before well, I, the lottery happens, I don't think it can happen before the lottery actually. Oh yeah, because the playoffs won't be over. Yeah. Um. So you hope that one of those lottery picks bounces top ten. Actually, that that can't even happen because they're like twelve and thirteen. So it's you'd have to get top three. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Tobias Harris has to be in there. They would love. They Pop would love DeAndre. True. DeAndre has a player option. That's like the big thing with the Clippers this summer. Yeah, like he's uh, probably gonna opt in. So, I, I, yeah, I think that that with with Jerry West, you feel like they are more capable of doing something like that than they used to be. Um, At the same time, Pop's probably like, give me Gallinari. Like that. That seems like <laughs> correct. Career arc yeah, for yeah. Gallinari. He's been he's been watching him from afar for years and knows he's been, <laughs> been spoiled. Um, knows he's been jumping off the wrong leg for his entire life and can can activate him. Yeah, I I think I think that it's it's Spurs or 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 Clippers. I I just hope the Lakers get none nothing not nothing none of the none of the guys that they've attached themselves to for five years ever come their way. That's what I'm hoping for. The Lakers kind of lead. Kind of leads us into that third pro layer here. Yeah, uh, Paul George. Paul George play for free for the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say Lakers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I think that's the one. Um, yeah. Situation though, I think like I think he's exactly what the Sixers need. 
Oh, absolutely. That that's the one that like would be so fun as a basketball fan, but I don't think there's any way it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying they, to think what the I Sixers already, really like, need, and I don't know. They they need. I think they he's need... already Lakers jerseys and handing them out to people in the street of LA. They he they, the the Sixers need a more consistent Robert Covington and Dario Saric. That's what they need, and yeah. I I would think that George is that guy. But this year might have soured Paul George on the idea of being anyone's second or side piece. Like he he might be or so, third, right? He yeah. might be so over it and just said, "I want I want that back." Uh, yeah, which he would absolutely get in L.A. Right. Um, the, That'd be a fun L.A. team, though. It They'd would. have so much length. The the Lakers being good is good for basketball. I think it's there's just there's yeah. no way around that. Same with the Knicks. So I think. You know, absent of LeBron going there, I'm I'm fine with whatever they do. Um, yeah, I think the Knicks could definitely be in play for George, like with Fizdale and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, he would have to say like we're you know we're going to be awful this year, and that's kind of his plans, <laughs> considering that that uh, uh, Chris House might not play this year, but or parts of this year. Um, yeah, yeah, parts of it. Two two more. The next one, uh, the name of the Seattle NHL team will be the. I hope uh, it's the totems. It to- probably won't be just because of PC. Yeah. Yeah, but I it should be the totems. I saw the Kraken. I liked that. Uh, I'm just not <laughs> on the Kraken. What 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 do you like? Still mascot though. <laughs> I mean, just a, a a massive octopus. I yeah. <laughs> I I like the emeralds. I'm talking myself into it. Um, emeralds. I, I think it's not bad. Um, I've I, did you guys you saw the like the thirteen trademarks that have been filed? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the renegades on shit like that. I'm like, you kidding me? If you name them the renegades, then like, <laughs> I'm not gonna tell people or the sea lions. I'm the, not gonna, yeah, I'm, the sea lions. I'm not gonna tell. Yeah, there's people not I'm the sea lions in Seattle. I know. What it's the like heck? A, that's like a Bremerton thing. Uh, <laughs> if if they become the sea lions, I'm not gonna tell people I'm from Seattle anymore. I'm, I was I was I was born in Boston. Lived all my life. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I I'm I'm actually really okay with the seagulls. I think that that's like total. It's they're they're it's like the pelicans. It's like that's actually a thing. There's pelicans in New Orleans. We yeah. can be the seagulls. Yeah. What about like what if it was not one of those thirteen that were listed? I I had some like, I had some good ones. I had the uh, the Seattle out there. the Seattle reusable bags. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah. the the Seattle startups. Oh, Seattle startups. Hey. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you guys heard on a podcast, but my friend Hinkle brought up the idea of the Seattle freeze. And it's like people, people, people move there uh, to, to like, cause like, oh, Seattle's a cool place. And they just have trouble like making friends. So they stay in their apartments the entire time. Uh, so the, <laughs> C- the Seattle social recluses would be my, my other one. Ooh, the, the recly. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pitch that. Uh, all right, emeralds, emeralds or totems. I think I think we're all fine with. Um, yeah, I'd be fine with either of those. I like totems better than emerald. Yeah, I, I, I'm just counting totems out for the reasons Caleb Caleb mentioned. Uh, the this will be our last one because my my computer's about to die. So just just give me a name and a quick reason. The quarterback drafted this year with the best career will be. Whom? 
Baker Mayfield. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Because I don't know. I believe in him. <laughs> I just think you, I just think he You should apply for a job with the Cleveland Browns because that sounds like I know, yeah. I, I sound too. like I I just drafted him. Yeah. Yeah. He's just good. I don't know. I would have said <laughs> if if Arians was still the coach of the Cardinals, like if far and away would have been frozen, but mm-hmm. We'll see yeah. how that situation goes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think it's Darnold. I've always thought Darnold was the best out of that group. I have a a take here, and it's that all of them will be really good except for Josh Allen. <laughs> the one yeah. on that I'm like most excited for is uh, Lamar. Oh yeah, in Baltimore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. I could. J- just seeing how Deshaun like. The fact that Lamar slid as far as he did with Deshaun Watson doing as well as he did last year to me was astronomical. Like yeah. that whole narrative of like the you know that that type of quarterback who who plays dynamically and and has an arm and and can create situations like that not working. Like you saw with Deshaun Watson, he was shredding teams. Not just like yeah. not just like Mitch Trubisky. Like he's competent. It's like he'll you know he'll be fine. He was destroying teams. Um, but Deshaun also like as far as his polish is way ahead of where jackson is as a thrower and his body is is more capable of hold, yeah holding up after a couple couple knocks um i mean minus the acl but yeah yeah that's true that's true <laughs> um it, sean watson was like three plays away from winning back-to-back national championships too yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yep yeah. uh yeah that's it, uh i kind of forgot about that with him which i never understood it, it's it's like, fascinating. I've like, Saban two years in a row. Oh yeah, like no, yeah. like it's no not, one else has. I, yeah, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's. I I, 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 I think that those four guys are gonna be are gonna carry the league for a little bit. Um, in in like two or three years, I think I think that's what we're seeing. But and Josh Allen going nice. to the Bills was just. <laughs> Could not be a worse situation. But. Yeah, that was worse. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, he'll get paid though. Um, all right, guys. Uh, computer's dying. Would love to. Would love to do this all day, but uh, gotta let you guys go and, and go our separate ways. So thanks so much for coming on. This is this is a good one. How many does LeBron appreciate it? LeBron puts up fifty and then sits the entire fourth quarter because the Raptors. Have, have oh my quit. god. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Peace out. (laughs) All right.